Hi. I got a tape I want to play. Just what do you think you're doing, Dave? Your move, creep. Take me to the volcano! So why don't you make like a tree and get out of here? Come with me if you want to live. This town needs an enema. Dr. Kid, I need a bacchiatomy. Yes, that's a human ear, all right. I got a bad feeling about this. So it's come to this. We have been in a killing spree mood, apparently. I guess so. We are into body counts right now, because tonight we got a video store classic. We do. I'm Uh, Charlie. I'm Eric. This is a movie podcast, and uh, we're here to blow some shit up. (laughs) Oh my gosh. (laughs) We're talking Invasion USA, uh, one of the highest grossing movie store rentals of all time. Hmm. Uh, This is the movie to go to for high body count and an insane amount of explosions. And if you want your action to be especially mindless. Oh, yeah. And uh, without any kind of... Don't worry about character development. Don't worry about any subplots of romance or anything. Yeah. This is just... This is an... 110 minutes of of killing and shooting and (laughs) blood and explosions. It's excuses just to blow up... Something else. Absolutely. These are the most explosions I've ever seen in a movie. This <laughs> and is just crazy. Actual, like, per rounds fired in a movie. This might be top five, like, per <laughs> per actual ammunition. There's so much used. ammo gone through here. Also, so many goons. Oh, yeah. This movie this is an is, army of goons. This movie is classic. It is, uh, yeah, it was a Canon Films picture and a pretty high-budgeted Canon pick. Oh, yeah. Uh, this is one of their biggest. This is one of the biggest canon movies ever. With one of their biggest stars. Yeah, Norris was yeah one of their flagship Chucky guys. Norris. The uh, like I think Cobra is their biggest movie oh, with Stallone. Yeah. Oh, cool. Yeah, the cool Stallone poster with the short do and the mirror oh, yeah. shades. And so nice. I know that was big. Then they had stuff like I think Missing in Action. That was the other big Norris one. So he was I definitely think, like their so, yeah. their heavy hitter with two of their probably top five grocers right but this one was even more famous for being the cable and rental hit and this thing was constantly everywhere this was huge this was the go-to big action movie in a underground way and somehow i've missed this one just like I've yeah missed this some is of your, the other the action movies time. we talked about and um, so yeah I'm, I'm i always like when that's a first first yeah. time kind of viewing I gotta, I gotta assume just because it was so violent that uh, there's no way that it was ever going to be able to be played in my house growing up. Oh man! Even, even you know, my dad was probably like, "Whoa, whoa, yeah, whoa. whoa. <laughs> jeez!" I was in the military, but this is a bit much. People guys. get riddled with bullets in this thing. It's intense. You, you, uh, you don't know a lot of people before they die. <laughs> there's a lot of mindless killing. A lot of killing. A lot of killing. This is. Basically, the exploitation version of Red Dawn. I, yeah, bigger, badder, more blood. I um, have a lot of heart for uh, Red Dawn, for all its flaws. I like that it takes a straight-faced approach and te- treats the material seriously, even though it's it's crazy. Right. They really get over the actual survivalist aspect of it, which is, it could have been a lot more teen fun. And... So I like their straight-faced, sincere approach to a, a red invasion. Uh-huh. <laughs> and 
<laughs> Invasion USA doesn't worry about any of that. Is crap. just like no, we're gonna fuck up this town. <laughs> like We're blowing up these buildings. kids are not getting one over on us. Uh, yeah, this is the classic. Uh, the the Russians are coming, uh, or the like, not totally ever defined are coming. Eastern it was Europeans. a pretty diverse group of terrorists. Oh yeah, this was. Germans. This is one of those canon movies that just looked so professional due to not only the effects budget, but the extras budget. Oh, man. This was an invading goon squad. There was more extras in this than in Red Dawn. Oh, big time. This was like a couple hundred dudes all running. There's a lot of <laughs> lot of room for trampling. Hundreds of, it seemed seemingly hundreds of goons, and then later seemingly at least dozens of military personnel. Yeah. Tanks. Copters. This was they, a real bang a of... for your for your buck <laughs> action movie. Absolutely, there is just constant insanity. But yeah, the amount of dudes on screen is just <laughs> like holy god. Again, one of those things that's only more impressive because of you know, it's not a Peter Jackson army of orcs where the, none of them exist kind right. of thing. This is. This is like 250 dudes storming ashore off of U-boats in the middle of the night unannounced. That scene towards the beginning of this movie is like, I don't know, that immediately set the movie apart. Is like, oh, this is something kind of special. Like, this is some thought and some uh, spare no expenses well, has I was gone into say, making this. Like you said, it's it's it, it became clear that this wasn't going to just be a handful of dudes... And Chuck Norris kind of just kicking a guy around for twenty minutes. Like, yeah, this was going for, yeah, big big numbers. This was yeah, assault big weapons huge numbers. These guys have like these machine guns with the grenade launcher, shotgun, or yeah. whatever attached to it. You picture the most comical Rambo gun. Yeah, the one where it looks like he's just holding like a metal super soaker. Basically three guns well, strapped yeah, together. Just, yeah, I tape this one to this other one. It's like. Every other guy in this army had a gun like that. Pretty much. And this docking scene. Yeah, we get a lot of cool location stuff. Cool swamp scenes. Yeah, Chuck Norris apparently lives in a swamp. Chuck Norris is on an airboat. Uh, in Florida, maybe somewhere. Airboat stuff always plays. Ooh, nice long movie. airboat intro. You really yeah. get a sense of how he <laughs> you drives get a sense, that airboat. It's like a real-time airboat <laughs> cruise. He's going cross to town start in this. That yeah, he's coming back from the store, and he's just got like shirt off on yeah. the airboat, ponytail flapping. Oh yeah, that I'm, long mullet hair. Yeah, and it's like right at the magic hour. Yeah. So you know, there's like a bunch of like swamp love making happening, Ew. and he's just <laughs> he's just what? Wait a minute. What? No, no, that was. Uh, Thought that's what we were all getting during going. those intro. Oh, I wasn't going. There. Oh, well. I mean, I if if uh, <laughs> if the sighted denim gets you going, then yeah, there's a lot of hey, swamp got... love making happening. <laughs> Action movie jeans were really good during this era. Oh, Everybody yeah. had really good fitting jeans, but he had the full denim top and everything mm-hmm. going. Yeah, he had the chambray he shirt. He had a vest. <laughs> yeah. Like he he was denimed out. Uh, it becomes very clear that he's maybe uh, ex uh, military, ex uh, spy. He gets called in to take an assignment. Well, we get the but uh, you know you got to get the we need you for one last exactly. mission. 
I love the tracking him down to the middle of nowhere. Got a commandeer an airboat just to get out to his gator-filled, <laughs> dillo-infested yeah, uh, the guy, cabin. The guy in the suit. Yeah. Heading out there. Yeah. <laughs> love that. We but, need you back. But, uh, yeah, the, the I think the smart smartest thing that they did with Chuck Norris's character in this is to give him a minimum of dialogue. Well, you got to go. The, it's the Bronson method. Yeah. You know, those later era Bronson movies. They were such a big hit in Italy that they figured out the less lines he had anyway, the easier it is to dub. So then that's why he's always just like, e, you know, like, or just talking with his mouth, like talking from behind. So they're just like, yeah, now we can just dub anything here. Funny, yeah. And so Norris is like, yeah, you know, give him a few short, powerful lines, you know, a few good vengeful threats some yeah he he says it's time to die about four or five times in this it's a cool it's <laughs> it's a good cat mouse there's no cat mouse here this is two guys <laughs> blowing up a fucking city there could have been they they it almost went that way yeah, yeah there was there a, was a hint of that this is two godzillas just wrecking <laughs> wrecking through the suburbs yeah, really exactly but the showdown here uh we've been you know talking about the we did uh, Sudden Death and talked about some great villain hero pairings. You know, Alan Rickman and right. Lance Henriksen and Hard Target kind of thing when we were talking about Powers Booth. And phew, Richard Lynch as the, the villain, the invading from some country. The accent changed a couple times. Sometimes it was really thick like I, Russian. I think it was and- supposed to be Russian. It's pretty thick sometimes than pretty but, uh, Richard Lynch. But also may- maybe it's just supposed to be like uh, East... East Germany or East Berlin, you know, like they yeah, I'd buy, the, uh, I'd buy a Eastern Bloc guy on yeah, the, on him. I, I could see that, but uh, he, yeah, we we saw Lynch in what Seven Ups, uh, a previous Seven Ups episode. was a, a recent one we did, yeah, and uh, he's great bad guy. He is such a unique sleaze, such a I don't know, just a we- weirdly classy, creepy as well. You know, he we've I believe we talked before he suffered burns. When he was, uh, yeah, I believe he's it, all scarred college up. student, so his face has this scarred sheen to it. But he's also kind of a weirdly handsome guy. Other times, I don't know. He's just a very striking eyes. Stri- yeah, very striking presence. He looked much older in this than than when we saw him in Seven Ups. This would have been twelve years later. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. He had the white. He was kind of going white hair, white blonde. He worked older, up until an old man. He's in. He's in uh, the Rob Zombie Halloweens. Kind of reminded. It's like late seventies. Kind of gave me a Rudger Hauer vibe in this. movie. I very much got that. You, this movie is Richard Lynch has a unique face, but also a very expressive face. Mm-hmm. His eyes and his like, <laughs> you know, downturned mouth. He Eric, get, Eric was doing a horrified expression. Richard for, for Lynch gets a lot of like. Either horrified because he knows he's about to get the shit kicked out of him, <laughs> or like about to fly in the rage, horrified. Right. Like so, he gets a lot of that downturned mouth and like wide eyes, and his face is so expressive. And they wisely give him like six, seven close-ups of oh, him yeah. about to lose it. He gets the brunt of the 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 acting work in this. Mm-hmm. Definitely, this is probably For the better. Again, we've yeah. watched a lot of Richard Lynch stuff because he's such a strong, consistent unique performer uh something like that al pacino gene hackman movie oh yeah 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 scarecrow scarecrow and he's the uh, totally. abusive uh, brought that up jailmate yeah. yeah yeah 
he always leaves this like, oh man, Richard Lynch was in this. He's one of those guys. And this is the most I've seen him in a movie. This is the most screen time I think I've seen him have. And it the movie benefits huge from it. But I like Norris's presence in this. I like that they made him more of a cool, soft-spoken Arnold mm-hmm. type rather than like a brighter quips or morally upstanding kind of guy. I've brought this up before. Also, I've, I've been re-watching Sopranos. So right. this made me think of Gary Cooper, the strong, silent type. Yeah, you high know. noon. Norris is like the last of that breed in, mm-hmm. in a lot of ways. He is like this that that strong, silent. And it had durability. Walker was a hit. Oh, yeah. Walker ran for through like the mid to late nineties. He had a good career out of it. Ten for sure. years for at sure. least for Texas Ranger blockbuster movies and or at least canon blockbusters in the eighties. Yeah, yeah, a long running show in the nineties. I think he just turned eighty years old. I think <laughs> yeah. I saw still kicking. And around, after I'm all sure. that, he still became like a famous meme for teenagers. Right. Which is like, exactly. man, how many ways is this guy going to keep popping up? Doesn't Almost in a way doesn't feel like he's got his just due. You know, this is going to sound crazy, but after all that stuff we've talked about, the Academy Awards rightly get, have now given out honorary Oscars to more. They, they've given one to uh, Jackie Chan and right. Roger Corman. And it's like, yes, they're honoring these people that have contributed in different and important ways to film. Like, Roger Corman never made an Oscar movie, mm-hmm. but come on, in terms of the film itself. And Chuck Norris, when we well, think also, about... Well, also, Corman spawned how many Oscar-winning filmmakers exactly. and actors. and Yeah, like it's undeniable. Industry people, His sure. influence is so huge. And Jackie Chan, the same thing. It's this same thing as like a Buster Keaton. You know, Jackie yeah. Chan was a new that. And Chuck Norris kind of doesn't get his due for being that important to independent action cinema and that kind of staying power, durability, traditional Western hero. You know, like you said, he's probably the last of that traditional uh, walking tall, morally strong hero. I mean, you can't argue with the receipts. I mean, (laughs) people... People paid money yeah, to watch this guy. Yeah, people wanted to see it. You know, again, he was like the top canon star. Bronson made more movies, and is known for being the canon guy in the '80s. But yeah, Norris was the biggest draw for sure. And yeah, you think what if he had gotten the kind of budgets that the '90s action guys got? You know, these Van Damme movies that, or Snipes movies that got thirty-five plus million. Well, we were talking before uh, recording, and now I've completely forgotten his name. Jason uh, Statham. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And like how he's the this in- modern <sighs> action hero, but he really, to me, doesn't bring any kind of personality or charisma yes. other than the one kind of squinty-eyed like, boy, <laughs> what are you doing this? Statham thing? is like the biggest bankable box office but like, draw. If Statham was working in the 80s, he'd be probably kind of in this Norris niche, yeah. I, I feel like. You don't think he'd be the big breakout that he is right now? Or, or Norris would be the guy in the... Hobbs and Shaw movies (laughs) instead of, you know, totally. He was current, that kind of a thing. Yeah, yeah. No, Norris fit his era. Yeah. It's amazing that he managed to fit for so long through the 90s. You know, he kept this thing popular a long time. And (laughs) this thing of of the the, Chuck Norris ness, you know, the the, Norris ness, the cowboy. Even in this movie, he's called cowboy all the time because of the jeans and the denim and the mullet. I mean, you know, me, I. I love that old 70s show, McLeod. 
Cloud had like a three-year run of a Dennis Weaver as a cowboy cop in New York. Right. Norris made that work for like 25 years, which is nuts. <laughs> Ridiculous. And just giving a bunch of like effective, tough guy, strong, silent dialogue to Norris was so effective because then that was just more screen time for Richard Lynch. Right. To just pff, right. go off. He's the one who gets to be, right, expressive and outrageous. Yeah. And- he is flipping out. He is breaking furniture. He's wrecking TV sets. He's murdering everyone. Right. Like he is the crazed, Shot focused that guy leader. In the dick like three Dude. times. <laughs> Billy Dra- Billy Drago shows up in this movie, and you get this real man. You get a couple of back to back close ups of like Richard Lynch. They're doing a drug deal. Richard Lynch close up, and he's just like. <laughs> and like then you cut to Billy Drago and they're both different levels of like humid sweat. Yeah, yeah. And they're both Drago just really they're really great shiny performance. And you get a bunch of close-ups of them and there's just they got their ugly but kind of handsome mugs. And then uh Richard Lynch just basically kills five people in four seconds. <laughs> like Reggie Miller against the Knicks or something. Just coming in and just Burying five people with yeah. four shots. He slams a... They're, they're doing blow. It's this crazy scene in this office. And what? He slams a woman's face into the table while Somehow, doing blow? I didn't even know how that happened. Like, yeah. Like, he I think does, the he does straw that went simultaneously while shooting two guys behind yeah, him. Yeah, two guards behind a door. And then he just blows Billy Drago's dick off. <laughs> <laughs> like, and then he does it again, again to one of his own guys later in yeah. the movie. Like, it's that a was go-to move. Yeah. That was like his finisher. <laughs> Stick the gun down the pants and just unload a clip. Oh, the movie has a Like, boat. that's the thing that they threaten you with in lesser action movies. Like, the bad guy will be like, you know, I will stick this up there until it goes click. Like, oh, Lebowski, right, right, right. right. <laughs> totally. He just does it. <laughs> Lynch just pulls that one up his sleeve every so it. often. Just like in between every 30 kills. Yeah. He goes for the old dick pants right. pump. <laughs> pow, pow, pow. But so, yeah, Billy fun. Drago is like a... A kind of a name within this canon films, that kind of he's kind of era movie. He, he's he's kind of like the guy that's uh, behind the B list, <laughs> right? Not quite D list, yeah, but not quite. Yeah, yeah. he's like B. his ceiling would be if he got a Xander Berkeley kind of role. Xander Berkeley's like a a Billy Drago level guy that broke out. I always the way I always think of Billy Drago is that he's in Tremors four. <laughs> yeah, you know what I mean. Like, <laughs> totally. That's where Drago sits. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, he's he's third build in a movie like that. He yeah. a modern guy would be like like the best best possible Jake Busey. Sure. Like showing up every now and then, got a good couple of scenes. You know, showed that that set of teeth. Yeah. Billy Drago shows up, has his weird eyes, and then. Uh, Gets just three <laughs> shots to the, shot dick. the dick. And then Richard, man, great action shot. Richard Lynch just throwing a woman out the window. Oh, and brutal. then the slow motion shot of of the of the camera looking up at Lynch yeah, in yeah. this uh, second story window, like as he's like peering out at his handiwork. Like whew. This is probably also one of those movies that earned Canon that kind of reputation of being like rough. Like, Yo, yeah. Bru- they, like, they the def- action is not just... Ag- it's like... R- it's It hard. looks like people are getting hurt. 
they're hurting in, and they and they hurt innocent people. Oh right? yeah, you know what I mean. Like it's that there's a so basically after they invade, they start basically just sh- shooting off terrorist organizations. The, the invasion all itself, over the place. The invasion looks amazing. Yeah, uh, when all of these again white brown asian like this is a diverse collection of goons hundreds of mercenaries man you know mercenaries and these u-boats land on the shore and floods of guys with weapons run out and they are dick to ass running (laughs) this is a tightly packed crowd and they're having to high step knees up over in deep water right and they're going quick it's like, man, all it would take is one guy catching a shoelace, and fourteen guys would have massive injury. Like, but that is an that is something straight out of Ben Hur, mm-hmm. you know, corralling two hundred and fifty mercenary guys. Pretty impressive. Putting them all in mercenary gear and makeup. Like, we need to tear sleeves off of more T-shirts. Exactly. Yeah, I was gonna say the 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 costuming was more like more uh, camo pants. Uh, make sure you wear your black shirts and uh, <laughs> boots. Everyone needs to wear boots. A lot of like no open toed sandals. Greg, I'm looking at you. Yeah, a lot of the sleeves torn off to make the sleeveless shirts were then turned into all like armbands, <laughs> right? You know, or headbands that all the guys had, right? But it's a diverse group. Some guys had like kind of kicky hats. And one curlier guy had like a yeah, little Civil War hat. That was strange. Just like, all right, so they're allowed a little personal freedom. That, with was, their, like a, uh... that was like Russian Art Garfunkel, <laughs> yeah. but also Civil War reenactor. It's hard to find like 300 mercenary types. You I don't, guess so. Because you can't get, there's a lot of running, a lot of movement. Oh, yeah. This is a lot of sprinting. So you can't, sadly, that meant we couldn't have like the fat mercenary. <laughs> we couldn't have any fat guys on the squad. And you couldn't have too big a muscle guys on the squad because there's too much cardio. So they were all pretty real-bodied guys. Well, the, the whole premise of this invasion seemed to be that Americans are fat and lazy and sure. uh, will just take over real quick. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, you can't have a bunch of fat mercenaries. No, the mercenaries when... all looked... Uh, they were all like... <laughs> it was all like men in their 30s. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know, there was no young revolutionaries there. It was all guys just like 38, <laughs> you know? <laughs> a good looking, like, again, hard to find this many guys. That's why it's amazing that just like, God, can you imagine casting this? Cannon was thinking they were making, you know, the <laughs> rewriting the Bible. Here, we're going we're gonna to put all, all the stops. <laughs> we're canon. And so, yeah, you just get these vignettes of violence and stunts. and Yeah, from there on, from once the invasion starts, it's just action scene after action scene after action scene. It is just shoot-ups and death and the biggest explosions you've yeah. seen. But they, go, but they go into, like, neighborhoods and just blow up an entire neighborhood in the one scene, you know? That is so cool. <laughs> this... This neighborhood looks exactly like, so when I was growing up uh, in Healdsburg, California, there was this neighborhood out by the river called Rio Lindo. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. It was an Adventist academy up there. The faculty lived out there, and I had several friends whose parents were faculty there. And they had like a little housing row that looked like a fake Halloween (laughs) neighborhood, you know? And the houses looked a lot like the houses That's getting cool. blown there. And it was down on one street, you know, up at the top of the hill, and the dorms were down there. And so it just looked like these Red Dawn 
diverse creeps rolling into Rio Lindo and just blowing up houses. Yeah. Cannon lucked out so much on scouting. This neighborhood, I guess they're putting in an airport extension through there. And so they were going to be blowing up right. the neighborhood. But yeah, they actually blew those houses up. So yeah. they just got to go into an actual new homes looking neighborhood. Was didn't look boarded up for years. Yeah. These were just f- f- homes that needed to be freshly destroyed. They got to blow up like 10 houses out in the suburbs. And these houses blew up and people were running from the debris. <laughs> uh, too many... <laughs> Close explosions in this film. Yeah. People did not know the power of the kegs they were dealing with. I was going to say, this this scene is the first of many where I started thinking, these explosions are too big. Mm-hmm. They shouldn't have been this big. They're overloading them, and people are getting too close. Like, it, it really looks like, yeah, people uh, on the set are getting injured. Uh, there's a pretty brutal one in an armored car depository where... I didn't think that that was a person. There's a shot of a guy at a desk, and he just you see gets, his back. He's I right thought it was a camera. dummy, like the way no. that his body. F- but no, you can tell he he lifts his head up right before. So yeah, it is a person. And I was this like, guy basically gets run over by a truck. It is insane what happens to that body. This it, this wall of a huge warehouse leave gets it in. blown in, <laughs> and you see a stuntman basically get blown against a can like. He is Full right force. at the front of the camera. You're, the camera's at his back, and you're seeing you know, the wall that's exploding from his POV. And basically, the whole wall blows directly into his face and Right body. into him. <laughs> He's behind a desk, and this desk gets thrown. Yeah. And he is behind yeah. the desk. It's insane. We watched it like five times. Oh, no. We stopped him because like, I couldn't believe what I was no, seeing. No, it, it is... It is one of the biggest like that guy got messed up scenes <laughs> we've seen in a movie. I looked, I, I like looked online. I was like, "Yeah, Invasion USA guy died <laughs> while filming." Like I had, I was yeah. sure that we saw someone. We watched what was die. that? Is the is that one big bike crash in? Is it Bronx Warriors? Where that dude takes a a motorcyclist just takes a header into somebody's windshield and flips over his car. Maybe there's some, some one of those Italian Mad Max sounds, ripoffs. Yeah, familiar. Uh, I think it was Bronx Warriors though, and that one. Yeah, he just slams head on into a car, head bounces off a windshield, body flies over the car. That's the only one where I was just like, oh my god, that is. Yeah, that dude's dead. But guy's like crippled. Every explosion in this movie was three times as big as it should have been. Oh yeah. It was insane. Every this everything in this movie was Hans Molman's car. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Every, exactly. And everybody had the quickest loading rocket launchers. Oh yeah. We Unlimited get, ammo in those grenades. The stunt work in this movie though is so cool. And again, I talked about Jackie Chan and how important his contributions are to movies. And Chuck Norris is right in here doing his own stunts. I read uh, that, yeah. His there's a scene that we get a great scene in a shopping mall where about 30 Richard Lynch goons hit anybody in the mall but Norris. <laughs> kids are getting shot. Parents are getting shot and falling on their kids. Like, a whole Santa display gets messed up. It's yeah. a Christmas movie. Invasion USA is it a is Christmas movie. It is a Christmas. Movie. Yeah, we didn't even say that. It, this is a, a officially a Christmas movie. Yeah, so we get we get a little just bit like of, Die Hard. Uh huh. We get a lot of uh, I I'm before it, Die Hard. I'm yeah. This is three years before Die Hard. Yeah, I love that. a good 
crazy explosion and chaos scene amidst a happy Christmas setting. Yeah, yeah. So satisfying. Just a truck running through Santa's Wonderland. Like, oh yeah. Absolutely. And and, and like you said, the it's uh it's great cuz Norris rolls in with this truck into the mall and about nine dudes are just unloading automatic weapons. You've never at seen him. so many bullets fly through stuff in this movie. <laughs> yeah, and not a one hits them. No. The you truck know. is getting lit up the truck and Norris is unflappable. Is cheese. Yeah. yeah. Norris is unflappable and just comes out and starts picking off dudes with Norris comes out with the double guns. I've never seen that before. Never seen the double guns. So he's got two like mini Uzis strapped to like his shoulder, you know, yeah, gun his little shoulder holster, belt, whatever you yeah. call it. I'm, that's how much I know about guns. His shoulder belt holster, that mm-hmm. thing you call. Yeah, it and sounded good. The whole movie, he's just like these these little mini Uzis are like extensions of his yeah. arms. Yeah, he's got little like mini Videodrome guns. Oh, I love it. <laughs> attached to his body. Oh, so good. In his denims, and and he doesn't miss a single shot. They miss every shot. Dude. He he puts about thirty rounds into the one guy's head. Just <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're the squib usage on this set. Yeah. I'd love to see the squib budget. <laughs> I would yeah. genuinely love to be a Hollywood accountant in the eighties and nineties, seeing the budgets and just seeing. I'd be so fascinated. The by gallons it. of blood and yeah, all that. yeah. I, I would love to see how these studios either cooked the books or accounted for expenses. But the squib budget on Invasion USA. Nobody can just die from a shot. You either have to you have to have a boat full of immigrants being ripped apart oh, by Gatlin guns. That was geez, right off the bat, too. Right off the bat, these guys are not playing. They just <laughs> rip up a boat of twenty kids, women. Yeah. Oh. That cannon violence, man. It hits it. This hits is harder. among the most violent can all the Death Wish films are grimy right the death wish sequels are intense this one thankfully doesn't have the rapes that apparently were so (laughs) important to the death wish series uh well and this one also there's all these action sequences are like a bus full of kids that might blow up or it's it's always like these those kids were singing for so long these very innocent people who are like in harm's way yeah so you're just like oh no don't blow up the kids come on yeah (laughs) they don't folks Nora saves the day yeah this uh, was uh there was so many cool car scenes in this movie uh another just the whole mall scene with a crazy big big nissan truck display in the center of the mall that gets hot wired yeah and then we get the great maniac cop two uh five years before maniac cop two car scene that woman hanging out the side of the truck yeah and norris hanging off the side of the truck going through a ton of debris yeah you could tell that is chuck norris the fall at the end away from the truck was a different guy but getting whipped through the mall into tons of shrapnel right that was that him, and hit. that was a tough stunt. Yeah. Those were some tight, controlled turns, but stuff was flying at him. They were crashing through real stuff. And no, the, and, and yeah, and then uh, the the truck chase after that where they grab a woman and she's on the side of the truck going down the highway. It yeah. Very much like, oh, man, that was intense. This, this is, yeah. Intense. Like, and, and at that moment, I'm like, Man, this is way more than I expected from a Chuck Norris movie. Yes. Like, watching it. I think this is the strongest of the Chuck Norris, especially, yeah, the canon-era Chuck Norris ones. Missing in action is really good, but this is just... 
This delivers on we everything. Delta Force too. Delta Force. I like was Delta enjoyable. Force. Yeah. Un- insanely long. Yeah. A two-hour, ten-minute Chuck Norris action movie. Yeah. But you know that it's got the uh, the motorcycle that shoots the missiles. Stuff. Yeah, the motorcycle <laughs> missiles at the end are worth it for and, Delta Force. And you know a Robert Forster villain performance. Yeah. So yeah. you know it's going to be at least that good. Uh, this movie is also pretty long. An hour fifty seems long, but it fills that screen time with explosions. It does. What could be cut is our one of the most worthless. Why did we write this? Why why are we wasting budget on this characters in a movie? The woman journalist, yeah. the photojournalist. Nothing against actresses. <laughs> but this is just a what is this story? Well, Who is this? They clearly yeah, the, this woman is a uh, feisty photojournalist who's always yeah. at the scene and following Chuck Norris around and it seemed like there could have been a spot where they try to do some romantic subplot with them or but yeah, they do. They nev- do not do anything. He that. never has to save her. She never really gets in the way. She shows much more than just she never showing gets in up. the way. But she shows up everywhere. Yeah, it's very strange. She pops up at the end of every scene of this movie. She, what was she doing outside of the mall that Chuck Norris was just crashing a truck through? She pulls up right to the front. Like where does she? She doesn't have a police scanner. Well, and she's somehow at like the. Uh, community center that gets shot up yeah you know yeah she's 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 having the worst night of her life everywhere she goes is just getting ripped apart by gatlin guns and then it's just like okay so you're gonna be nothing but a harbinger of chaos and death this whole movie also you just have to be shrill and hateful (laughs) to every person you come across yeah this poor woman what a role it's just her screeching at Chuck Norris like Kate Capshaw in uh in uh, Temple of Doom. Yeah. Screeching at Indiana Jones the whole time. Not quite as bad as Capshaw, except, but Except that yeah, there's a lot of screeching <laughs> Capshaw, but at least Harrison Ford matches it with repartee. Yeah. Chuck Norris basically just ignores her. Well, that's the thing. Like <laughs> she never gets a rise out of really anyone. No. Even the cops are like you again. All oh, right. Geez, Go about woman. your business. So she just looks like a ranting crazy woman. Yeah. It's like, but why? But like, she's not, yeah, it's like she doesn't serve any purpose. She doesn't give us any insight There's otherwise. no scoop. She has no inside info. There's never even a cool moment where maybe she like snaps a photo and the flash distracts someone yeah. and Norris gets away. You know, like there's no. She's just nothing. a character who's documenting all of the things <laughs> that we're seeing. <laughs> and we, we never see an article or yeah, anything. She, there's no payoff piece. It's that what, it doesn't break her career or anything. Yeah, she exactly. Like she's but, not on any deadline. No. Or it's it's like she's never in danger. <laughs> she's you never just, see her writing an article or printing or publishing anything. Literally does nothing to it to <laughs> yeah, help this movie out. It's such a weird character. It's oh, such well. a thankless character. It's like we probably don't need this hour and 50 minute movie there must have been more to that that was left on the cutting room floor right there must have been it was probably something where it was like coming in at like two and a half hours (laughs) you know and they're like all right cut this thing guys we can't release a two and a half hour (laughs) chuck norris movie come on now we were pushing it with delta forces 210 we we flew too close to the sun on that we can't do that again. Okay, the weirdest thing though about this whole photojournalist woman. Yeah. 
is that in the IMDb trivia, okay, which we know is not the most trustworthy, but it actually comes up twice. Chuck Norris pushed for Whoopi Goldberg <laughs> for the role of the reporter, but was overruled by the director. Despite the film's success, Norris vowed to never work with Zito again, the director, over oh, that wow. dispute. Wow. He over over a, a over a character that does nothing in the movie. Yeah, this would not have been a boon to Whoopi Goldberg's career. Whoopi Goldberg, who went on to win an Oscar a few years later. Yeah, Oscar-winning uh, Whoopi Goldberg. But, like, A, like, Chuck Norris is apparently a huge Whoopi Goldberg fan. <laughs> yeah. All right, noted. This is, uh, this is an interesting relationship. And Whoopi Goldberg was in action cop movies around this time. Yeah. Jumpin' Jack not Flash. And, the, and right? there was another one she was with. With, with Jim Belushi, <laughs> the classic tandem of Goldberg, Goldberg and the Belush. You ever just like come across a movie like you're scrolling through the internet and you're just like, what the fuck is this? Yeah. And it's something like that. I always get, I'm so into it. That happens, that seems to be happening to me more and more lately where I'm like, because I look through Laserdisc, you know, oh, yeah. uh, catalogs or whatever. I'm just like, what is this? That's what's fueled the last several years of my movie watching. Man. It's such a joy to find these movies with like, wait, it had both of those guys in it? <laughs> like, I want to see that. 3.8 on IMDb? I want to see this. Right. You know, we have gotten so much joy out of under five rating IMDb movies. <laughs> it's an idiotic rating system people just don't appreciate some of this stuff i just i I feel like at some you know it's one of those where i look back and i'm like there were so many movies from the 80s that i've never heard of still yeah you know and just we have houses so like vinegar syndrome places like that that are releasing you know all these cool blu-ray specialty houses like synapse and severin Mm. that are just mining these weird 80s and 70s films that are just getting this breathed-in life that I've never heard of. Yeah. But when I see Vinegar Syndrome releasing a cool new slasher from 87 that has, you know, oh, Bo Hopkins is in this? Huh. You know, like, sure, I'll check this out. Total blind buy situation because I've never heard of these. We've watched a lot of those over the last year, few totally. years. Stuff like Dead Dudes in the House. Did you ever hear about that movie? No. We were people that looked through video store horror shelves. And there were still so many movies like this that I've never heard of. Yeah. You know. Anyways, this that was just a tangent. Uh, (laughs) This is obviously a well-known movie, and it's worth it. And if you've not seen it like me, it's on the Amazon Prime. Yeah. It rules. It just, if you are in the mood for things blowing up and guys shooting guns. That's insane. this This is all you need. The... The Richard Lynch performance alone, again, I love, that's just one of our favorite things in movies is a strong villain from one of these guys we like. Yeah. A Lance Henriksen, Powers Booth, and just getting this much Richard Lynch in a movie, this cool, unique, weird, like, kind of star that just I couldn't see happening today, mm-hmm. but had such a long, successful, cool, this level career for two decades. And this is just so good. Yeah, f- people just don't look like that on film anymore. Yeah. You know. And these these kind of movies, you know, Canon had an eye for that. Uh, these kind of people don't 
show up on film. You know, this collection of guys and specific looks and specific choices is an exciting era of film for me still. And we get that great, cool showdown with Norris and Lynch. This great office building massacre. Just blowing up a whole building from the inside out. Knocking down walls with their... (laughs) The final final big battle in like downtown Atlanta with the full military. Yeah. I mean, it was... uh, Shooting helicopters. And then, Yeah. yeah, just Norris stalking people through an office building and coming down to him and Lynch. We talked about the great <laughs> Richard Lynch close-ups when Norris sneaks up behind Lynch at the end. They both have literal rocket launchers. <laughs> it's launcher versus launcher. Launcher versus launcher. He's getting their launcher off first. And they're like four feet apart from each other. Yeah. Norris just sneaks up, and he like, he, the whole movie, he's got that great line about, uh, you know, it's time to die. <laughs> and he keeps haunting Lynch with this. Lynch is watching him and going crazy seeing him on news broadcasts right. and you know just constantly mocking Norris and he's having nightmares about Chuck Norris. So you get these great anguished crazy Lynch is like a crazy er Rutger Hauer in this movie. Rutger Hauer is crazy. <laughs> and Lynch is just this haunted lashing out wild man who's just wants to murder America. <laughs> Right. And then he's just getting his getting his ass punched over cubicle walls for two minutes. Oh, yeah. And that final show off with the rocket launcher. Who's going to get it off first? Well, Chuck Norris does, and Richard Lynch gets blown limb from limb. You could see the limbs. You could see right? feet. That wasn't just And like maybe. a torso okay, falling through the... Uh, yeah. In fact, it looks like they do a quick cut when a head and a torso blow into frame. I don't know if they're just like, oh, no, no, no. They will not, uh, (laughs) that rating will go up. Yeah. You just see a blown up on fire chest cavity. Like, no, we're already pushing an R. We're good. We've already killed a lot of people. And again, the the explosion just 10 times what it needs to be. Oh, he gets the whole, not only does Richard Lynch get blown limb from limb, the whole two-floor side wall of this building gets blown up. And then, credit roll. Freeze frame on... <laughs> right. Freeze frame on Norris. I don't even know if he had dropped the rocket launcher at no. that point. Or maybe he just... He just he, looked badass looking out the explosion hole he made. The guy's finally died. It's... That time has passed. End of movie. Yeah, you can't get any better than that. Yeah. I'm sure... Maybe if we waited through the end credits, that's when that woman publishes her photo journal essay. <laughs> that's the post credit yeah. sequence. Her it's finally pol- done. Well, it, it's Black. like... It, it turns to her like, they they printed my story. And then you see Norris in bed, just like, <laughs> yeah, baby. <laughs> Norris... <laughs> Denim <could>, sheets. <laughs> Norris might as well have had no dick in this movie. This woman... You keep yeah, waiting for, it, for the... For the ridiculous like uh moonlit butts right like love making scene that's not really norris's game he is just focusing on killing he's, he's Richard gonna fuck Lynch. the rocket launcher before he goes for the woman yeah, yeah. he could <laughs> not he is like look i'm going after rostov i don't have time for this chirping right and he is just like just shooing this woman this whole time but this era, there's nothing like it. This canon era was so 
It's it's filled with fun discoveries. Yeah, just over I, the top in the best way. Yeah, this this kind of low budget forced creativity filmmaking is too satisfying. It's the results are too good. People are forced to be more creative and clever to make their product look good. And this isn't a cheap movie. Again, no. 10 million is good. Good money for this kind of movie, especially for 1985. But this is one of the ones where Canon really makes the most of it. This is big. There's a lot of Canon movies that are like, is this two different movies edited right. together? Right. Like especially late 80s Canon. There's some there's some rough Canon out there amongst the gold. But this is a piece of gold. This is one of the crowning achievements of that cool independent studio. Yeah. So it's on Prime. It's out there. If you haven't seen it somehow on cable over the years, do yourself a favor. Yeah. Check it out. Check out Chuck. I have to recommend it. Yeah. Yeah. So it came to this. It came to this, baby. I'm Eric. I'm Charlie. Thanks for listening. Good night.